my boy Jimmy Jimbo, Jimmy Johns, Jimmy Wimmy, Jimmy Bobimmy Ryan is retired from PlayStation. Well, no, not yet. He will be retiring in PlayStation in March. Yeah. Hello, Internet. Welcome to No Limits, a PlayStation podcast. My name is Taylor. I'm joined by my co-host, Brianna. Sam ditched because he's a loser. And uh, yeah, listening to No Limits, once again, the PlayStation podcast. Remember, you can find the video version of this pod over on YouTube.com slash Media every Tuesday. And while you're over there, make sure to subscribe to our channel. If you'd rather listen to audio, we were on all your favorite podcast services. We would love it if you could leave us a review, and we would love any feedback. If you want to support us and get early access to all Save the Game Media content, head over to patreon.com slash save the game media and choose the tier that's right for you. Just like our current patrons did, Bucky Blue, Amon, Fabulous Brianna, Brianna's mom, Brianna's brother, Brianna's wife, Nikolai at night, Cypher, Primus, Brenton Myers, Marcus O'Neill, Lillian, Mimi J, The Snack Network, David Hotright, Dave Harp, The Xbox Expansion Pass, Alpaca Tom, and Lee Navarre, The Fearless, Fearless Leader, Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life Team. You can also interact with us in the Discord and Twitter at Save Game Media. Links to Discord and all our socials are in the show notes. And also, in now how many weeks? About a like literally a month. No, that's a lie. Five weeks from now, I will be in Rome, New York, with Kevin Ainsworth. It's and like we thirty days. Well, like what? Thirty-four days. Okay, Brie, whatever. We will be in Rome, New York, raising money for sick children, playing video games for 25 hours straight. Yeah, 25 instead of 24, because through the marathon, there's the time shift from daylight savings to standard. Is that correct? Or is it standard daylight savings? Let's see. Time change, November. Right. Yeah, I'm right. So it goes from daylight savings to standard time. Anyway, speaking of extra life, we are also giving away the digital, no, let me back up, the collector's edition, ultimate edition, whatever it's called, for Spider-Man 2, the one with 19 inches of Venom, $250 value as our grand prize for extra life. And to enter, for every $10 you donate to extra life, you get one entry. So if you donate $50, you get five entries. Donate 100, you get 10. If you donate $10, you get one. Oh my God. For audio listeners, Bree has some it's a measuring, measuring tape. tape. Yeah. Anyway, so if you want to win some Spidey and, and Venom, donate for Extra Life. Speaking of Spider Man, we are also giving away Digital Deluxe Edition of Spider Man 2. And it's going to be ending in a couple weeks here. But all you have to do to enter that, this is separate from the Extra Life Collector's Edition giveaway. The Digital Deluxe Edition, you have to rate No Limits five stars, subscribe to the Save the Game Media YouTube channel. And send the Save the Game Media Twitter uh, proof of that or DM Kevin on Discord showing that you've done both of those things. You'll be entered to win that. So, yeah, a lot of Spider-Man. So, yes. How are you doing, Bree? 
I am doing well. Um, we were discussing before the show, but I had a kerfuffle with my piercing. So um, my head does hurt, um, but I'm surviving. And I have a story to tell you guys. It's very brief because I'm very excited about it. Um, I got my first big kid suitcase set. I like finally bought traveling? my own. Mm -hmm, I finally bought my own suitcase set. And it's not to say I haven't had suitcases before, but they were all like hand-me-downs from family. And so I finally have my own suitcases. And they're pink, of course. Nice. So, yeah, I'm very excited about that. And I'm a big kid now. Mine's a hand-me-down. Yay. Someday you too will be a big kid. Someday. What do you think, Toph? Might be a big kid. She says but yeah, I just ended up because I, I technically, so we have three people going. We're, we're going to Amman, Jordan. Um, Amman. And so we needed three big okay. suitcases. <laughs> it's funny because that's a co-host name. Yes. Anyways. Um, so we needed three big suitcases. We only had two big suitcases and then a bunch of smaller ones. And so I was like, I could just buy one big suitcase or I could spend a little bit more money and get like my own set because I'm the only one that like doesn't have a set in the house and I'm moving out soon anyways. So that was what happened. So, yeah. Wasn't too bad though. It was like $200 for a set of three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is one, is one like an oversized luggage that we got to check the others carry on size and the other is smaller than that? Um, two of them are, so it's I can't I don't know where the cutoff is for like carry on versus not because like like number wise, I think one of them is, I think I have a twenty inch, twenty four inch, and twenty eight inch. So if I want to go off memory, I think it's twenty two fourteen by nine is the carry on size limit. Okay, yeah, so like width height, but cool. I don't actually know. Do Do you have like uh, are they the ones with like combinations on the sides and? They They do have the combinations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bougie. Yeah. All, th all three of the suitcases in the set do. So, yeah, I, I did that. I made sure that, like, the combinations worked yesterday um, when I got it in the mail and all that fun stuff. So Awesome. Yeah. What have you been up to? How are you? I'm okay. Dealing with minor health issues. So that's fun. Um, which I won't get into here. Let's see. What do I do over this past week? I did something that I'm not going to talk about because I don't want to talk about that in the public podcast. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? Tough. But I've been playing. I guess I'll transition to what I'm playing. I've been playing a lot of Spooderman 2018. I never played the DLC up to this point, so I've been running through that. Um... A City That Never Sleeps DLC package, which includes a heist, turf wars, and silver lining. Three different episodes. I 100%ed now silver, no, um, the heist and turf wars. Turf wars was a lot better than, than the heist, let me tell you. And I think silver lining right now is shaping up to be the best. I'm in the middle of it right now. So pretty good. Uh, pretty good DLCs. And prep for Spider-Man 2, of course, that releases in 
what is it, less than three weeks? 19 days. Uh, it releases in an amount of time. Yeah. Right, Toph? Toph's very excited. Yes. Yeah, she's very hype. <laughs> so I've been playing that. <laughs> ah, I'm dying, I'm okay. Um, after Spider-Man 2018, I kind of have this gap between when, between probably end of this week and Spider-Man 2 releases. So in that amount of time, I am considering playing a Plague Tale Innocence for the first time. Yeah, let's look up how long to be Plague Tale Innocence. At a, at a Taylor talk on touch microphone. Long to I have beat. to talk about that too because Lies of P. I've been playing it, right? Yeah. I googled it because I was like, "Oh, how long to beat?" Because I was like trying to figure out how long, mm. like how many, like how much time I have left in the game. Yeah. Because I don't want to see like how many bosses there are. Anyways, it doesn't matter. How it's supposed to be twenty six hours to beat the whole game. You're like twenty eight. I'm thirty seven hours. <laughs> It's okay. Last of Us 2, I was like 40 hours in before I beat it. People said it was 25. But so. according to the internet, Playtale Innocence is 12-ish hours. So for Taylor time, it's probably like 15, 16. So, we'll, so you think you could do it? Maybe. If I have doubts, I think I'll just switch to a Mario game I haven't played because that's easy to pick up and play. Whereas, because I'll, I'll be taking a break to play Spider-Man 2. And I'd really rather not try to pick back up a narrative-driven game. Yeah. After. And it also might be better to wait until you can play innocence and requiem back to back mm, okay i don't know i haven't played them i don't know if it would be a better experience to play them back to back or not so as long as i think they're relatively as long as i don't as long as not too much time passes to where i forget story beats of innocence going to requiem yeah. that happens a little a little bit with spider-man 2018 to two it's been a Five years since I beat 2018. So. Do you think that I'll be able to play as Miguel O'Hara in this next Spider-Man? Spider-Man 2? Mm -hmm. No. I think you're going to be playing Peter or Miles. So no. there's a Spider-Man 2099 suit in Spider-Man 2018, and I assume it'll make a reappearance in Spider-Man 2, but that's just a skin. You're still Peter. There might be. I could imagine a scenario where maybe they do a DLC for Spider-Verse or some, maybe. Spider-Man 2099 game wouldn't be a bad idea either, eventually. Um, oh, he's so attractive. Even, okay, so like outside of, are you just strictly talking about how he's portrayed in Across the Spider-Verse? Yeah, that's, that's all I want. What if, so, so you need Oscar Isaac voicing him? Yeah, that, that's, that checks out. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I think I might might be okay with another voice actor. Okay. Maybe, depending on who it is. Fair enough. He's very attractive. Again. Um, I have to say this week I have watched two Wes Anderson films and I've never seen any. Oh, I've never seen any. Wait, yeah, I don't think I've seen any. So there's one that just barely came out on Netflix called The Life of Henry Sugar, I think. Yeah. The um, yeah, The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. There we go. It's a short film. It's like 40 minutes or something like that. Um, and 
that was really good. And then I also watched Asteroid City, which is the film that just came out over the summer, like the full length feature film. Um, and that was bizarre, but good. I did like Henry Sugar more, though. So I lied. I did see a Wes Anderson film before. I saw Moonrise Kingdom. Ah, I haven't seen that, which apparently is a weird thing. Every time I say that, people are like, oh, Brianna, you would really like that film. And I'm like, oh, okay. I saw it in the theaters, believe it or not, ten like over 10 years ago. That is a long time. Isn't that right, Toph? That's older than Toph. Yes, Toph is only two and a half-ish. Not older than Luna, though. How old's Luna? She is, I believe she has just turned 11, if I remember correctly. Mature girl. Cool. I could be wrong, but no, that seems right. Did you grow up with Luna? Um. Yeah, so I had her when she, like, I think I got her when I turned... It was, like, right before I turned 16. Mm -hmm. So, cool. yeah. 11 years sounds about right. Her birthday is August 25th, in case anybody was wanting to wish her a happy birthday ever. It's an ex another excuse to eat cake on a certain day a year. In her honor. I usually, I usually don't celebrate, like, on her behalf. I usually will get her, like, a treat or, like, a new toy or something. Yeah, that's great. Isn't that right, Tom? I think I actually have her birthday and her paperwork. So I think it's somewhere in April. Um, it might actually be April Fool's Day. I know it's early April. So. Yeah. My other cat, his birthday was February 25th. So. Cool. Crazy. We, so a lot of the times with pets, you just kind of like, you don't know, right? Because Luna just, I like, I found her in a windowsill. Like, I don't know what her birthday is. Oh, wait, let's say you found her. Yeah, but um, so you just kind of like decide what your pet's birthdays are, right? Mm -hmm. One of my friends, she like literally knew the day that her cat was born. And so she like actually celebrates his birthday, which is so cute. She like literally bottle fed him and like has taken care of him since like very, very, very young. So there you go. he's a cutie. She also makes him a little cat birthday cake. It's really cute. With like tuna and fish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She did it. I think one time she did it with like the, the pate, like wet food and just like took it out of the can mm. and then like put like some decorations and stuff with like nice. tuna and some yeah. temptations or something on top yeah. sprinkled. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, I got, sorry. I forgot you saying you watched, you said you watched a show or something. We got into movies somehow. Yeah, no, I was just saying I watched, I wanted to talk about Wes Anderson because I Wes Anderson, had right. never, yeah, I'd never seen any Wes Anderson before. Right. So that's why I wanted to mention it. Um, I've been watching the yeah, show. I seen anything else really. It's, uh, the show's rough, guys. Normal people on Hulu, geez. It's a rough show. <laughs> like rough in what way? Like, like uh, it's a heavy drama romance show. Oh, it's a, okay. It's a good show, but like. Man, You're like this show is terrible. Not terrible. I keep it's like, watching it. It's like I'm glued to it. Now I feel horrible. Um, uh, I have a really hard time watching those kinds of shows, but Sam just seems to thrive on them. He's like, people are miserable. Yes. Sam Haney. Yeah. Heine. He likes <laughs> Heine. 
said he likes. <laughs> I thought he just likes Marvel. He's gonna kill me for saying that. Yeah, he doesn't like anything else besides Marvel. He's never seen anything else besides Marvel. Right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. So this past week, moving on to the news. All right, Bree, what is this on the document? Um. Well, that is the is that scariest. It's October. It's scariest bees. I actually didn't write that. You did. It was a I ghost. Actually, didn't. It's a ghost. But it does say boo, bees. Okay. Okay. Speaking of, nope, I'm not gonna go there. Jim Ryan, Jim, if I ain't dying, I'm lying, as Kyle would say. Jim, if I ain't, if I ain't buying, I'm Mayan. Jim, I ain't sighing, I'm Brian, Ryan. PlayStation, or is technically Sony Interactive oh, Entertainment. <laughs> S-I-E-C-E-O. <laughs> Why? Wait, okay. He's retired from Sony after 28 years. All right? He's, sorry, is retiring in March 2024 after 28 years and effectively also is retiring from the PlayStation CEO position. Big news. going to be a consultation guy now? I don't know. He said he, uh, well, actually, we'll get into it. Let's get, let's get right into it. So in a press release this past Wednesday, which Wednesday, the 20, uh, September 27th, Sony announced that Jim Ryan will retire, right, in March 2024, and will be as Sony, well, Sony Group Corporation President and Chief Operating Officer, Hiroki Tatoki, it's a, that's a fortunate name. Will take on the interim CEO role, CEO role starting April first, twenty twenty four. Jim Ryan said, "After thirty years, I made the decision to retire from SIE in March twenty twenty four. I've relished the opportunity to have a job I love in every very, very special company, working with great people and incredible partners." And he also lots says, of money. "Yeah, but I found it increasingly difficult to reconcile living in Europe and working in North America. I will leave having been privileged to work on products that have touched millions of lives across the world." PlayStation will always be a part of my life, and I feel more optimistic than ever about the future of SIE. Um, Ryan started his career at the company's European branch in 1994, where he's held several leadership positions, including the head of global sales and marketing. And in 2019, he replaced John Coderre as president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment. Yeah. You know, it's what's crazy is that, like, I can't imagine like living in Europe, working in North America and also working in Japan because in another quote, he's talking about how he was like flying between the three cities like all the time. Or like the three countries, excuse me. Anyways, the reason I started laughing is because I Googled this thing. <laughs> I Googled how old he was because I remember people like were asking like how old he was and I was curious. And <laughs> this this random website. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. I'm going to keep it together. As of 2023, Jim Ryan is 63 years old, making him around 53 years old in 2021. <laughs> That's so true. Um, in a lot of executive positions, you get the big bucks, but you're working travel, let's say travel included, you're working probably mm, 70, 80 hour weeks. 
And oh, at God. that age, that was so funny. I it was like not that funny, but it was really funny. So what happens to us? You see before and afters for U.S. presidents beginning term end of term. Oh yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like four to eight years, but they've aged ten to twenty, if not more. Yeah. Unless you're Joe Biden and you're always a thousand years old. Yeah, uh, it's true. Anyway, I can verify. Can verify. <laughs> so. Three. What are your thoughts on Jimmy, Jiminy, Jimmy B, Jimmy, Jimmy R, Jimmy okay. JR? So what's retiring? crazy, and nobody's going to believe me, which is fine, which is totally fine. I was going to ask last week, and I'm not messing with you, last week, do you think Jim Ryan will ever step down? Well, of course, everyone has to retire. I know, but I was just like, I was going to ask that literally last week. And if I had, then when this news came out, it would have been real spoopy. All right. Sure, Brie. I bet that's but, what you. I bet in hindsight, that's what you were going to say. Sure, sure. Yeah. No, like I said, I don't think anybody will believe me, but it it is true, and so it did freak me out. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> when this did come out. But other than that, um, I do think that it's probably time. Um, I'm interested to see who takes his place. We've had a lot of discussion in our Discord, like who we think might take his place. And I think it's going to be not a fully unknown entity, but like at least a somewhat unknown entity. Um, that's probably gonna step in. So, or at least nobody that we would know. Yeah, so his official replacement should be coming in April 1st. Oh, wait, no, back up. I think. No, the interim CEO role before that. Yeah, the interim CEO role is taking being taken up on April first by Hiroki Totoki. Um, yeah, and maybe I'll just take this next one because it's directly relevant. Um, speaking of Hiroki Totoki, Jim Ryan's interim replacement. Um, so Hiroki is COO or Chief Operating Officer of um, the entire Sony Corporation, and he's the second highest ranking executive in the company after the chairman and CEO, uh, Kenichiro Yoshida, um, whereas Jim Ryan was in charge of overseeing everything under the Sony interactive entertainment, basically the PlayStation umbrella to Tokyo is part of the management structure, overseeing all of the Sony groups, various endeavors. And I say he's usually the most profitable piece of the pie. Um, but he's taking on that capacity in addition to his COO work. Hmm. So I don't know how my boy Hiroki is going to survive as interim CEO. Well, can we also be real? How much do CEOs do on a day-to-day basis? Right. Okay. Well, I will admit, I think the travel will do a number on him. Like, like it doesn't, even if you do nothing as a CEO, let's say, traveling from time zone to time zone every week, you're just going to get run down. Yeah. Out of a suitcase. Run down in first class. Well, I'm just saying, Brie, frequent travel is not no, yeah, I know. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, I yeah. Know. It's a very privileged, it's a very privileged grind. I'm not gonna call it a grind. It's a very privileged circumstance either way. But I'm just I can imagine this guy already goes everywhere being COO, because like once you're a C-suite, you're paid to basically travel for work. And that's what you do. And you're just gonna travel more for work. And it's like, pff, I don't know how this it would survive. Like in my company where I work. There's some executives that um, are senior leadership, and they're just 
you get a glimpse into what their day-to-day is like, at least from an engineering perspective and how many like emergent issues they need to deal with. And it's like, I can't, I don't understand how they can function with this much stress on their shoulders, but the, mm. Sony is not manufacturing. So anyway, um, but yeah, this is happening. It's happening. And Hiroki Totoki is going to be the interim replacement. Who do you want? Who would you well, actually, do we even have this as a listener question? Cause if we do, I might as well bring it in now. Um, so there are three listener questions and I think that they're all relating to this story. The, the one of them from Kevin, I think we can wait till the end cause it's a little bit more fun. Okay. Um, actually the first and third one I think will be okay. But, uh, specifically Kyle's, I think we should cover after we talk about this, but, um, we did not get an official request to guess like who is going to come in next. Um, I do know that um, there were a couple of names being thrown around in the Discord. Um, I don't know who the right answer is, honestly. Um, I do, I do love Shuhei Yoshida, but I just don't think that like this one. I don't know if this is a role that he would even want. Because he seems to have stepped down, right? Because he wants to have, like, a more personalized touch with making games versus, like, a corporate touch, right? That seems to at least be, like, what he's trying to do. Mm. So I don't think Shuhei Yoshida is going to, regardless of whether he could or couldn't do the job, I just don't think that it's going to happen. Um, But I do love Shuhei Yoshida, to be very clear. Other than that, I don't really know any big sony names that haven't already stepped down like or stepped out of the company like sean layden that might have been a good answer but he's not with sony anymore so like do you think that they hire him from outside of sony and they bring him back in i don't know maybe i've heard that thrown around too i really don't know i don't know i don't think you're going to get a ceo like phil spencer where he's actually a person who plays games um and who's an executive i think you're going to get a businessman so it'll probably yeah. be like someone we never heard of probably anyways i just i think that the that we just don't know so we'll see what happens because i feel like this is going to be a weird transition period um but i guess we'll see All right so we want to go over kyle's question right i think so yeah i think this would be a good time All right want to read it um, yes, I just had it. Okay. It's on the dock too. You... Oh, I didn't know that. I've got it here. It's fine. Okay. What do you think of Jim Ryan? What do you think Jim Ryan's legacy will be? To me, his L stick out more than anything else compared to those that came before him, aka quote, we believe in generations not knowing how to hold a controller, has failed in non-genuine arguments against the ABK deal, etc. Um what I mean, I think it's different. Like, what do I think of him personally versus like, what do we think his legacy is going to be? Um, I think that during his reign, Sony has been fairly strong. Um, and I think that he, I don't know how much is going to be remembered about him. I think the ABK thing will come up. I think that's going to be part of it for sure because he, that whole like all of his arguments during the abk stuff was was just not it but 
other than that, I think that he's going to probably be seen as like fairly successful CEO. I think that like Sony has been pretty strong, whether it was by his doing or not. Um, so yeah, those are my feelings on it. What do you think? I think it's important to separate Jim Ryan's legacy as Jim Ryan's corporate legacy and Jim Ryan's public facing legacy. Jim Ryan's corporate legacy, I think remains strong and, under his tenure at Sony, like you said, whether it was his doing or the pieces that were set up before he got there, the company is still off the charts successful in the console market. Mm-hmm. And that's undeniable. When it comes to Jim Ryan as a figurehead, uh, he, he it's a miss. Yeah. Jim does not play games. He didn't make an he didn't make a really strong effort to even seem like he enjoyed games. He also, there was the debacle with his email talking about dogs and cats while also saying not to talk about abortion in the office. Remember that yeah, one? Yeah, I don't remember that, but that's fine. Jim is uh, not. He doesn't seem like he's very nice, to be honest, but. He's kind of a, comes off to me as a bit of a cold person. Um, and he, there's a disconnect between him and. I'll call it enthusiasts, whereas, for example, Phil Spencer over at Xbox really is enthusiastic about games. Um, and he, like, posts yeah. screenshots of what he's playing. Like, during the FTC trial, he's like, look at this game I just beat, and stuff like that. Like, what? Like, what CEO does that? Um, Nintendo, similarly, is businessman behind the screen. Like, in Nintendo, the last company president that was really with it in games was Iwata, before he unfortunately passed away. And the Switch was really a swan song in development. But the point I'm trying to Yeah, but to I think that they're like, they also seem like they're, I don't know, Jim Ryan does seem like he's not very nice. <laughs> I don't know how else to That's what I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. But yeah, anyways, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, long story short, PR Jim Ryan, thumbs down. Corporate Jim Ryan, and this from the standpoint of other executives and company performance, the shareholders, thumbs up. Yeah. His bank accounts are probably also thumbs up. Oh, Jim. I guarantee you Jim Ryan could have retired at least 10 years ago, but he hadn't like with, he could have, he had enough money. Yeah. How do I get that kind of money? Um, get an MBA and mm-hmm. I don't know, just get an MBA and start applying for things that, or like, I don't know, leadership, market, leadership, marketing executive and other stuff, business, fine. Yeah, do business, Brie. Just okay. do that and you'll get there. Okay. My dad does do business and it seems that he makes a decent amount of money. So maybe that's the trick. But does he like it, Brie? Yeah. I mean, his current job, I think he really likes. That's great, Brian. Nice. Well, you want to talk about the next two stories or even three stories sure. after I took all the thunder for the first 30 minutes? Oh, I, I don't mind. Um, okay, so next one is PlayStation Plus Essential Games for October. Um, we have Callisto Protocol PS4 and PS5 Edition, uh, Farming Simulator 22, uh, PS4 and PS5 Edition, and then Weird West PS4 and PS5 Edition. Whoa. How do we feel about this month? 
free. Sam is about to join the recording in two minutes. Wait, legit? Yeah. Oh, we're going to circle back and hear th- Sam's thoughts about Jimmy. He said to keep calm. So you need to. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. Okay. Toss back on my Everybody. Lap. Sam's coming Everybody in. keep it cool. Everybody remain calm. Michael Scott <laughs> office <laughs> reference. Oh. Who wants to? I who wants to? I wish I had somebody else in the room with me so I can be like, who wants to take bets on whether Taylor squeals? <laughs> He's gonna be like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fangirl for Sam. Isn't that right, Toph? I know. We Isn't all right, are, Toph? honestly. Okay, so here's my real question. While we're on this, have you heard of Weird West? And does it look good? I've heard it of. Sounds Evil, interesting. Yeah, I've heard of Evil West. I haven't heard of. Heard Weird, of Evil wait, Dead. Did you mention the games yet? And I just missed it. Yeah, I did. I just completely you just got it. too excited. Yeah, you excited. just got so excited that Please. you like your Sorry. ears stopped working. <laughs> right, Callisto Protocol, Farming Simulator 22, Weird West. Okay. Yeah. Callisto Protocol, right? Uh, I'll, I'm willing to play Callisto Protocol just to see oh, how controversial yeah. this is. Weird West is does not look like it's a Brianna kind of game. Forget it. Forget it. Okay. Do we have anything else we want to say about those? Did you mention Teradon 2 and I dismissed it? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. We're doing one story at a time. I think it's pretty simple. Okay. Well, the Minecraft-esque destruction game Teardown comes to PlayStation Plus catalog for extra and premium subscribers on November 15th. Never heard of this game, but it does look very Minecrafty. So I hope that you guys are excited about that. Yeah, it's really Ooh. cool. It's like you make these different levels of things you want to destroy and like there's a car and just blow it all up it's kind of as far as i know but i remember liking what i saw when i first saw it in the showcase okay do you remember when we watched that showcase that had the dinosaur tornado that was crazy dinosaur tornado was this like an arc trailer or something yeah i think so it was like is is arc that one game that's just a bunch of dinosaurs yeah oh wait is sam asking for a link I don't know. You're the one in charge. Oh, yeah. I'm giving him a link. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Moving on. Uh, oh, yeah. We have some spicy Knights of the Old Republic stuff. So for people who don't know, Sony was in charge of funding uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake. Remake of the beloved rpg game from uh 15 to 20 years ago and aspire has been previously said to be working on it and sony apparently made a trailer for or hit a new trailer for the kotor remake so it was recently noticed that the tweet from main playstation twitter account announcing the game was deleted um, while the title's reveal trailer was made private this has caused speculation that the game which was also announced for PC and expected to be released in Xbox Series X and Series S at some point, could be the latest casualty of restructuring efforts at Aspire's parent company, Embracer. Embracer had earlier confirmed that Saber Interactive was also working on the game. And some of Bloomberg's sources said they believed it was possible Saber had taken over the development of the project entirely. Any any investment there, Bree? Um, well, first of all, I don't like Embracer, but that's not part of the story. <laughs> um, I just heard Embracer and I was like, you. Um, I have no skin in the game for like Knights of the Old Republic at all or Star Wars at all. 
I don't really like Star Wars. Um, but it does seem weird that like they hid a trailer. This is this is just it's kind of a weird story. Like it's just a weird situation. Feels like uh maybe somebody messed up kind of thing, but yeah. I mean mm. it could it could definitely be because Embracer is just laying people off left and right. Um so it could it could be something like that where it's just they're murdering the game in the process of murdering this company. And yeah, who knows? Embracer is crazy. We'll say that. What about Fair you? Enough. How do you feel about this? I feel like you probably have a little bit more uh, skin I'm in the game with Star I'm, Wars. I'm just a, a little bit more than you do. I'm just I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but I like I like the Star Wars films I saw. I still intend to play Fallen Order and Survivor eventually. Jedi Fallen Order Survivor. Um, but this specifically i never played the original code tour but i'm just interested to see what's going on behind the scenes like did aspire give the reins over to saber how severe is it in dev hell that's what my initial impression is that it's in development hell and aspire doesn't have the best track record from game quality perspective either so there's that um but yeah I'm interested to see what happens with it because we just really haven't heard anything about this game since it was initially revealed. Right. I'm more interested in, in terms of Star Wars games, I'm more interested to see what happens with Star Wars Outlaws. Was that open world? Remember that? Yeah. Tra- yeah. We just got that trailer like yeah. what, months ago, maybe. Yeah. That Ubisoft open world Star Wars game where you're riding around in that vehicle. That looks really cool. Going from planet to planet. Definitely not a Brianna game again. You're but... also going from ship to ship. But. Definitely not a Brianna game, you said? Mm-hmm. Mm. But, you know, but that's okay. Kind of a release window on it. It says 2024. Out. I'm going to bet it gets pushed to 2025. I don't trust release dates anymore, do you? No. No, I don't. Okay. Starfield's yeah, missile enough. release date was 20. It was like November 2021. 20, well. Dang. I forgot about that. I feel like release. I just don't trust release dates anymore for the most part. And I just, I don't know. Yeah. Just we'll see it when we see it, if we see it. And if not, it can rest in peace with Scalebound. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I really wanted to play Scalebound so badly. So that's. I like dragons. Dragons are cool. Sweet. All right. I want to take the, the next one. Sure. Okay. Wow. Um, this is a chunk. Um, Wait. Wait. Trust me. I was waiting. I heard it too. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Sam. <laughs> Hello. Surprise. Wow. We started late too. I was going to be here this week, huh? Yeah. Rascal you. I, I wasn't going to be. 
but my hospital appointment ended early. The roads were clear on the way back, and I managed to resolve whatever issues my laptop were having. So the sun is shining on me today, although it's incredibly overcast outside. So yeah, you're in Britain. That true. That true. That yeah, awesome. What well, if he's not, and he's been lying to us this whole time? <laughs> so Sam, what do you? What do you I actually plan? live in Vancouver. No, you don't. Have you seen me in Vancouver at the same time? Yes. I just wanted to, just wanted to tell you I saw you there. Yeah. Anyway, oh I have an idea, Brie. What if we do a rapid fire? Hear Sam's thoughts on the stories and what he's been playing. Get him oh, caught Jesus up. Christ. Okay, go <gasps> ahead. It's this is an interview, so you got a rapid fire. Okay. Go, Taylor. Go. Sam, what have you been playing? Um, uh, I have been playing a little more of, of, uh, of Chance of Sonar, um, uh, and Redacted. Uh, I cannot talk about it. Chance I of Sonar, cannot right. talk about it. All right. Yeah. Of course you can't talk about it. What are your thoughts on, uh, no, I, I can't talk about, I can talk about Chance of Sonar. I can't talk about the thing I can't talk about. All right. Fair enough. What are your thoughts on, uh, Jimmy Buckets leaving as PlayStation CEO, retiring? Um, I think it makes sense to do it now. I do not think he was forced out. I think that the reason that he gave is perfectly legitimate. I feel the same way, particularly at his age. Um, I huh. think that he his legacy is ultimately going to be a good one, but I think it just depends on perspective. I think from a consumer slash fan base perspective, it will be slightly skewed more negative, mainly just because he doesn't, he lacks the personality that a lot of the um, CEOs before him did. Even Andrew House, who was technically the most clinical before him, still had somewhat of a good vibe to him. Um, but in terms of like a business thing, like from the the money makers and the investors and stuff, I think that he is arguably one of the most successful CEOs that PlayStation has had. Um, and I'm glad he's doing it now rather than towards the end of this generation because you want somebody worn into that position at least for a couple of years so that they can steer the PS6 launch to success in the same way that Jim did with the PS5. Is the PS6, is it not, is it 2025 that they're estimating it's going to? No. God, no, 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 2027, no. 2028. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, so we got a while. Okay, that's good. Yeah. If, if he's leaving beginning of next year and you assume a replacement is going to come at maybe max by the, the middle of next year uh, with Tatoki's interim, um, that gives at least three maybe four years, depending on where they want to do the launch. So that's plenty of time. I'm not worried about PlayStation at all. That's my my final thoughts on that. I'm not concerned about the future. Um, okay. Well, I have, to, I have to read this just because I started laughing again. And everybody's already heard it by now, but it was really funny to me. So I Googled how old is Jim Ryan Sony, right? It's a, it's a mystery. <laughs> This article says, as of 2023, Jim Ryan is 63 years old, making him around 53 years old in 2021. <laughs> hey, the math checks out. Uh, anyways, that's why I started laughing again. Cause, anyways, because you were like at his age, and then I started laughing because yeah, yeah, that article cracked me up. Um, will you? Where's Kyle's question again? Yeah, Sam actually already addressed it. He literally said, okay, I think Jim's cool. legacy will be 
perfect. I, I get, I get, I, I remember Carl's question. I think I get where he's coming from. But if you're talking about PlayStation as a business, which is what it is, mm-hmm. I don't think he, they could have done much better than Jim. Like, yeah. because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if he has a personality or not. It's can he steer <laughs> the business to success? And he has done that incredibly well. So would you say he doesn't have a personality? No, he doesn't. He he does come across as much uh, more cold than other heads of PlayStation. Has that's what I said. Maybe. I said he came across uh, as cold. See, yeah. yeah, whether it's don't think he comes across as cold. I feel like he comes across as like mean. <laughs> but well, these two things are not unrelated. I, I, yeah, I think they're interchangeable. Um, I think he's he has the more business head. Yeah, you know, like he he lacks the the fun and the the vibe that most other heads of PlayStation have had to varying degrees. Yeah. But again, when PlayStation is doing this well, I don't think it matters. Like, because yeah, sure. outside of us, who's really caring about how cool Jim Ryan, the head of PlayStation, is coming off? Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Do we have any feelings about uh, Hiroki Todoki? Um, not really. I'm glad he's only interim um, because if you have like the chief financial officer driving things for too long, we're going to get into dangerous murky territory. No, he's the CEO, not the CFO. Okay. Um, Same thing. All right. S- close enough. Close enough. Um, you you want somebody who's a little bit detached from that specific sphere of, of the leadership um, okay. pyramid. Uh, yeah. I I think I I trust him as far as I can throw him, which isn't very far. Um, but I think that they will find a worthy enough successor, whether it's in line with the Jim Ryan or somebody more in line with other C- CEOs we've had. Then I don't know. Time and tell. Okay. So, do you think? Okay, I just want to clarify because I don't understand corporation stuff at all. Are they already looking for the CEO replacement and it really is just going to take them a year to find a replacement or are they not looking yet? They'll be vetting people. Okay. I can't see that they wouldn't be. There's no reason not to. Because typically in a position like not necessarily CEO, but in a position where you have a unique job, you want the other person ready to take the role. Yeah. Right. And so you're like, you're training them like in a typical job, you'd probably train somebody for like two weeks to a month. Mm-hmm. I don't know what a CEO would be, but if he's stepping out before the other person is even stepping in. Yeah. I mean, that's why you've got to Toki there is that safety blanket. So just in case there isn't a replacement, he can. Okay. So there might be a replacement and he may not need to step in. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, it's, it's muddy because, like, he's technically taking on, I think, some of the responsibilities between now and Jim's retirement. Um, like, I think, I think Jim is like having a winding down process. Um, okay. So, like, I don't know. I'm not super well versed in this stuff either. But they'll be vet. I mean, think of succession. Like, they're, they're vetting people ready for. And if they can get it in time, then great. But it's not doom and gloom if the, if it isn't. Okay, that makes sense. I'll have to ask my dad because my dad is obviously my dad is a business person, so he probably will understand more. So I'll ask and I'll report back. But okay, 
Um, we were waiting on the other two questions, three questions, whatever totally. this is, right. until later. So just to catch okay. you up on that. Okay. Um, how do you feel about the PlayStation Plus Essential Games? That's close to Protocol Farming Simulator 2022 or 20, yeah, 2022 technically, but 22 <laughs> and Weird West. Well, I mean, I've already played Farming Simulator because um, I worked on it for IGN. Um, no, no, no. Why not? You know, I'll do many things, but that that was a step too far. Very grindy and like grindy in a bad way that I was like, I, it's it's not an enjoyable game to me and not saying that other games I've planned are enjoyable, but it's it's a whole thing. Um, I played Callisto. I'm technically the highest on it here. I think I still don't think it's, I don't think it's great, but I think it's good. Um, it's that being said, terrible. I think it's a weak month overall. It's yeah. Um, I'll be interested to see what the catalog itself looks like for for this month. Yep. Well, with, you get teardown coming onto it. Please be excited. Yeah, I mean that's November, but that's November. Whoops, yeah, not this month. I'm still on board. They get Resident Evil on there. That'd be nice, timely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll take it. Hopefully, they do get some spooky games because actually, I won't even be here to play spooky games. I'll have to download mm. some onto my Switch. Resident Evil Revelation Switch port. You could do that. No. It was originally a 3DS game. No. What? I don't think I would do that. <laughs> you don't like Resident Evil? I do like Resident Evil. I don't think I'd play it on a Switch. But they were made for the handheld platform and they came out. Unless it's going to get a remake, I probably... There's not many Resident... I don't think there's any Resident Evil games that I'll play besides like the new ones, like seven and moving forward. No Resident Evil 2 like remake? remakes. I no, that's what I'm saying. And the remakes. Okay. That's that's what I'm saying. Um, Sam, do you have any feelings on the uh Knights of the Old Republic remake story that Sony hit the new trailer, all that fun stuff? Yeah, I think I think the, the project is still like in flux. Um, you don't think that they're going like, to get laid off by Embracer? Uh, seemingly anybody can. You know, they closed Volition. That sucks. I love Volition. Um, they're looking to sell Gearbox. Gearbox is probably the best studio that they have. So maybe, maybe. It depends. I think it depends on how heavily invested Sony is in this. Okay, fair enough. Like if if Sony really want this to come to fruition, I think they'll make it happen one way or another. Um, yeah, just like a good old manifesting. Yeah, that, I mean that's all it takes, <laughs> right? It's not the hard work of hundreds of employees who deserve to be paid right. fairly. Um, yeah, just manifesting. But I think I think uh, I haven't looked into this because I've, I've been busy. Surprise. Um, but I think I read what? somewhere. I, I don't think it's noted here in the in the notes. Um, I think somebody at Sony said that it was actually to do with the fact that it had licensed music in the trailer, that it, which is why they had to take it oh, down. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. How how true that is, I don't know. I'm just pointing. I would out say that I too. <laughs> that, that sounds just like somebody. Up. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a lie, but it's also a perfectly valid excuse if it's true. So we'll see if it ever comes out. I hope so, because. That will be the way to get me to replay Kotal. So, I don't think there's anything that could get me to play this game. 
there's not many things that could get you to play most games, to be honest, you know? Wow. Listen, I just don't like Star Wars. Too spacey. Yeah. It's kind of the whole deal. Star Wars Outlaws looks awesome. It does. It does. Sweet. Well, Sam, now that you're back, I think you... Actually, let me back up. I've also been playing the Spider-Man DLC. Before we get into mm. Spider-Man 2 accessibility features, I think, Sam, uh, seems like the end of Turf... Maybe let's call it the third act of Turf Wars into Silver mm -hmm. Lining. Or so, Let me back up. Maybe the second or third act of Turf Wars into the Silver Lining is so much better than the heist as, as part of City That Never Sleeps DLC, Spider-Man. Yeah. Am I am I am I off base here? Or maybe I'm just a black cat hater? Um no, I think I think the the thing is is that um heist feels more like singular and isolated, whereas Turf Wars into Silver Lining is kind of like, and I know technically there's links between all three. Of course there are, but like the the two final sections of the DLC, they feel more um, not only connected together but also connected to the base game. Um, mm, right, Heist feels more like a, a side story, and then technically again they're all side stories. But I don't know. Maybe it's just like the way it's presented and the cliffhanger that the heist leave you on and how it's picked up and when it's picked up on later down the line. It's I get you. I I think all of them are like okay. Um, but I do prefer some of the sort of character and plot developments that happen in Turf Wars and Silver Linings. So I, I would agree with you overall. All right. Well, thanks for that. And you said and you said this DLC is directly relevant to the events of Spider-Man 2. So from from the trailers, I I mean, not that I'm going frame by frame because I don't want to spoil stuff, but when I'm I mean the, the brief stuff that I've seen in the trailers, it's pretty obvious that things that happen or people you meet or see or whatever in the DLC are also going to be in the sequel. To what extent, I don't know. Um right. Yeah, I, I even if you don't play it, it's probably worth. I mean, I know you're playing it, but to anybody listening, even if you don't play the DLC, it might be worth like looking up a YouTube recap. It's probably what I'm going to do, um, just so I'm fully in the zone, you know. Right. In the AutoZone. AutoZone. I also plan to yeah. reorient myself with Miles before I hit Spider-Man Two, just to swing around there for maybe I don't know half hour, get get back used to Miles' special abilities, Venom, invisibility, stuff True. like that. True, yeah. But cool. Speaking of Spider-Man 2, Sam, you of all people, you want to talk about some new accessibility features? Ooh-wee! Um, you see the document? You have access to the document? I do. I've, I've got it open. Don't worry. I'm all right. There. I'm, a, I'm professional. Don't worry about this, Taylor. I got this. Um, so, as you said, Tyler, um, Spider-Man 2 has new accessibility features. Uh, we'll, we'll ramble through some of them. We've got challenge level modifiers and gameplay assists. So challenge level modifiers let you customize three aspects of your gameplay within each difficulty level. Uh, so within each difficulty level, like friendly, amazing, and spectacular, you can modify the following. Enemy health, enemy damage, 
and stealth awareness so how long it'll take for you to get spotted in, in stealth i assume is what that means um with these settings you can mix and match to your preferences or needs which is wonderful i mean that goes without saying any accessibility feature is great um a gameplay assist is something like chase assist which is a feature introduced in marvel spider-man miles morales and spider-man remastered which was in response to players having difficulty completing the story in the original 2018 release. Um, the feature will work similarly in Marvel Spider-Man 2, reducing the target's top speed in, in a chase, presumably, uh, increasing timing windows before escaping, automatically attaching when a target is in range, that's a good one actually, and readjusting the camera to the target when you press R3. Uh, this works with both the swinging and the all new web wings traversal systems. Uh, and then quick time events, QTE, autocomplete, changing repeated button presses from taps to holds and web shooter bursts are all returning to reduce motor fatigue. Uh, I'll just whittle through the rest of them. Is that, yeah, we good on that? Yeah, okay. Uh, shortcuts and gaming speed. So shortcuts will allow players to assign a variety of options to the left or right D-pad options. Uh, so if you're having difficulty pressing multiple buttons at once, want a quick way to toggle your high contrast gameplay options on or off, or even want to open photo mode with the press of a single button, you can assign these to the left or right D-pad buttons for quick use during gameplay. Um, game speed, which was introduced in Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, is now a feature of Marvel Spider-Man 2. So players can assign game speeds of 70%. 50% and 30% of the real-time rate to those shortcut buttons again, which is good. So that will allow you to slow down the action, giving you more time to react to multiple gameplay scenarios. Also, uh, in Ratchet & Clank, good way to get the perfect angle for a, for a photo mode shot. Little, little hint there. Um, did that a lot. Too much, actually. Audio frequency controls. These controls allow players to disable uncomfortable sounds with a high-frequency cutoff, like high-pitched ringing, low-frequency cutoff, like the bass of an explosion, or a custom setting with the notch frequency filter. Uh, there was also some post-launch accessibility inclusions detailed by Insomniac, and those include audio descriptions that will provide visual context and add a narration-style voiceover to cinematics and even QuickTime events. And the screen reader is also going to come post-launch and will read out several things to aid players in navigating on-screen items, such as tutorials, in-game menus, such as, the, such as the settings menu, the HUD, and touchpad menus. Um, it's also detailed here that the Spider-Man 2 team is also working closely with the PlayStation Access team compatibility. Round of applause to PlayStation Studios, man. You know, I mean, obviously Insomniac specifically, but mm -hmm. I, in the industry at the minute, they are just unrivaled. I think, like Xbox has the the access controller, which is cool, but in terms of actual in-game accessibility stuff, PlayStation has been consistently killing it for multiple years now. Mm -hmm. Um. And again, not that any of us particularly need these things detailed, the fact that they're there for people who do, um, and even just allowing us to experiment and see if there is something that we we prefer, that's that's only a good thing. Like if anybody complains about this, they're, they're dumb. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be really dumb to complain about accessibility one, being there. One comment I want to add. I yeah. might use the feature that changes QTEs from 
rapidly press to hold. Hmm. Sometimes I actually fail the the car stopping QTEs for square. And then they fall, yeah. the car falls on you and it's, oh, it's And it's like the person's somehow okay, but I don't get the crime token. Well, I'm trying yeah. to 100% DLC, all right? You know, I need, <laughs> need, that, need that token. I feel like specifically like the m- mobility stuff, like reducing speed and like all of that kind of stuff, I may, if I play this game, which I may not, but I think that that would probably be what I mess with because the chase assist, especially like with the camera readjusting, is probably yeah. what would help me get way less motion sick. Mm-hmm. So that's my because it does. I mean, in in what was it? It was miles when you start out chasing the rhino, right? Yeah, I feel like that was twenty. Oh, chasing the rhino. Yeah, weren't you fighting? Were you fighting rhino or kingpin at the beginning of twenty eighteen? 2018 was Kingpin at the start. Okay. Yeah, so it must have been Rhino at the start for Mars Morales. Like, because that was a chase through the city and you're zipping and zapping between mm-hmm. streets and stuff. And that was, that gets pretty frantic. Even for like me, who, it, for all intents and purposes, is, is a perfectly competent player who, who doesn't need any of these things. It is a bit much sometimes. Um, so I can only imagine with all the the new gubbins you get to play with in, in Spider-Man 2, it seems that it's probably going to be even worse, not well, worse subjectively, you know? Yeah. So. I mean, the thing is, is like, I, I get pretty motion sick, so that's kind that, of yeah, what true. I'm looking for. True. So, in my old age, <laughs> I now get motion sick. <laughs> you know how it is, guys. You're both yeah. old as well. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no one's old here. Yeah, that's true. Young at heart. <laughs> right. Okay, should we get to the questions? Yeah. Um, okay, I like this one. If you were put in charge of PlayStation, what would be your first act as CEO? Bloodborne 2, obviously, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> You know, because like for all, for all the spiel that we always talk about Bloodborne Two and how much we would probably love it if it was announced and then came out. Realistically, it's probably better just leaving it alone. Mm-mm. You know, let Mm-mm. Bloodborne be the masterpiece that it is, and you don't want to potentially sully <sighs> its legacy by introducing a sequel that doesn't live up to. to, to yeah. You know, but I want, I want the next game. I want Bloodborne Two to be like. Them waking up into the and it's world. just you're just you're just a r- regular bloke working in an office. <laughs> yeah, you play Stanley Parable. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they might be connected. Yeah, you never know. I never played Stanley Parable. I should do that. Oh my gosh, I'm so upset with you right now. But should I play it? Yes. There's the okay. Ultra Deluxe Edition as well. It's got all the all new stuff. Stanley well. Parable. Is there any deal? Let's it's... see. Ultra Deluxe. Um, yeah. If it's not on right now, it often is on, on sale, I think. Yes. Can confirm. It is not on sale. Just keep a, keep a little, wish list. little wish list thing on it. Get a notification. Huh? Tell me. I, I think so. 
I think in terms of my favorite of like games to play, meta stuff and humor, comedy, it's up there with the best. And when you do play it, make sure you get the broom closet ending. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are you I dead though, Brody? Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. Still there. All right. Room okay. Oh wait, my first act is CEO. Mm-hmm. All right, I need to answer this. Sam, did you answer? What'd you say? I didn't answer. Okay, no, you go first. Norm. Me. Oh God. Okay. Um, I would, and this is going to sound like a meme because I say it all the time. I would bring, bring back, back resistance. resistance. How did I know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, that's because it's true. Right. PlayStation need an FPS, and they've all the FPSs. Come on, man. But that's not that's not an exclusive. That's not something that you know. Oh, so it has to be an exclusive, Sam? Huh? I think so. All right. Yeah. I think that you know Xbox have are getting because they are just absorbing everything. They are getting more and more technically first party variety, just by arbitrarily buying stuff. And you know they. PlayStation have Bungie, but everything is multi-platform. So I think that, not that I care in the slightest, because all the games that PlayStation Studios produces I love and are very high quality. But just in terms of like shifting the narrative and making sure that PlayStation, at least optically, remain competitive, Microsoft have Call of Duty in-house multi-platform, granted, but it's going to have Xbox branding and marketing and stuff. I think that not just third-person action-adventure stuff, if they have an FPS, that is something else in their catalogue that is diversifying and can potentially bring back people who have lapsed or bring in brand-new audiences. Mm -hmm. Um, And of all of their FPS franchises that they have that they can revive without having to build everything from the ground up, Resistance is by far the most compelling and unique. Um, So... That would be my answer. Whether it's initially doing a remaster of the trilogy um, or just diving headlong into a Resistance 4 or a reboot, like something. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Jinx. <laughs> All right. So leaves me. What I do is my first act is PlayStation CEO. Hmm. I would lower the price increases on all the ps plus tiers by 50 percent um what else would i do would my first act play oh i know what i would do i would contact the actor who played kevin butler on the Mm. old playstation commercials and see if we can't mend things and bring back all that fun screwy marketing from the 20 from the early 2010s and late 2000s yeah i feel like if we're being realistic the first thing we do is we we like say hey i want to know what all the studios are doing right like well, if we're be, realistic i mean really that's inherent though you just okay, yeah. get that knowledge yeah. because that's what i want it's like i'm like okay what's blue point up to right now let me know <laughs> stuff like that right one day we'll find out. I just want the tea. I just want the tea. If my first act of C as CEO is like, hey guys, what's the tea right now? Let me know. Mm. But after that, 
Adam Another thing worth mentioning that's just clocked in my head, make not only bring a good amount of PS2 stuff to the premium catalog because mm -hmm. we've got basically nothing PS2, make every, and I don't care how much it's going to take to work it out, make every single PlayStation platform of the past that is on the catalog natively downloaded. Native. Actually, I agree with what Sam said, yes. Stop changing streaming only options for PS3. Yep. Or stop, stop having the only option to play PS3 games as streaming only. Get everything native. I don't care about up-resing and frame rate stuff. Like if that needs to fall by the wayside just to make everything native, I'll sacrifice it. I'll just play the games as they were back in the day. Like I know the PS3 architecture with cells, people call it weird, but like, you know, we had God of War 3 remastered. We have other stuff like we, Mark Cerny and whoever. Like he's a very smart man. It. Xbox can do it. PlayStation can do it. Nintendo has done it with, yeah. well, with a myriad of their titles. Just please, please make it native. I will talk about an incentive to go premium. I have a PS3 in my closet that I've been meaning to, and I think I will in the near future. Like I said, hack and play the original Infamous 1 and 2 and some other stuff that I haven't before without streaming. It would be so much more convenient if I could just do it on my PlayStation, but I don't... Number one, data caps exist, unfortunately. Number two, um, I, you know, those... The frame rate in that connection and those graphics gets all screwed up over the current cloud iteration. I really so, don't want to have to deal with that. Just really quick to go back to the question. I think that there's two other things that I would want. One action rpg version remake of legend of dragoon to remake of jack and daxter that's everything and yes i would do all of those things at once everybody get working right now <laughs> anyways just wanted to bring this up because bloodborne is the very first act but everything's happening at once yeah Blue Point working on any, any of those or Blue Point's Bloodborne. working on nope Blue, Blue Point's working on uh Dark Souls one. No, why do we need a Dark Souls one remake? We discovered Because I want one, Taylor. Oh my god. <laughs> Let them make something of their own, please. <laughs> no. Please. They have to get they have to do Dark Souls and Bloodborne and then they can make something of their own. Put it that put it this way though. If at a PlayStation showcase in the future it flashes blue point and then I see the resistance name, I'm like, well, I'm in. That you know, that's the only yeah. remake I'll allow. Otherwise, I want something new. <laughs> you like go in as CEO, you're like, what are they working on? Stop everything. <laughs> resistance. <laughs> as soon as possible. Uh, okay. Um, okay, should we do Luke's? Do... Yeah, Luke's Luke Lore, sure. the host of the Xbox expansion pass, who does some great interviews. Shout out to Luke Lore. If you want to hear some great content, listen to Luke. Thanks, Luke, for this question. I can read the question. <laughs> I'll read the question. So he says, without a doubt, Jim Ryan deserves credit for quite a few things. I'm curious, though, if his push for live service titles would be too little too late for PlayStation as there are more and more live service or always online games shutting down. Should PlayStation stick with more of their single-player titles, which are currently unrivaled in the industry? Um, 
I have a proposal, which I think from PlayStation, they'd likely do this. I think they make their existing franchises. They put live service into their existing IP. For example, almost like the COD Warzone model, where you could play the campaign at the main menu, or you could go to play Warzone or a multiplayer. I wouldn't be surprised if they test this out with The Last of Us Factions and integrate it with their other single-player content, whatever Gorilla's working on with Horizon. I I guess if I'm PlayStation, leverage my... still working on my single-player IPs, but leveraging those to make live service games within those universes and those IP, which carry a lot of... already carry a lot of weight with them. If I didn't care about... If I could have just what I want for the business, I don't think I would really work on anything multiplayer outside of kills, outside of really good kill zone and factions. That's just me. What do you guys think? Um, it's a really good, well-worded question. I'm just reading through it again. Um, yes, I think it is potentially too little, too late. Um, because I, I think I, I, who was it that I read? I think Paul Tassi tweeted out that, um, with, uh, Sega canceling hyenas, um, and that was like a live service game that was practically about to come out and it has been canceled. Um, he said that like, I think we're in real time seeing the live service bubble start to burst. Um, and it does kind of feel like we're at that point now. T to be fair, for me, it kind of feels like we've been at that point for a little while, but we're really, like the news of these things shutting down and being cancelled and stuff, it's happening more and more. Um, I have faith that whatever PlayStation decides to put out is going to be, first party-wise, high quality. Um, I don't doubt that any games that they are going to put out will be fun um and a good time i think that playstation at the end of the day know that their real success lies with the single player stuff i don't know that they can be in the position they are right now and not acknowledge that um like it's so hard to know without knowing the ins and outs of the business i think that this live service swing is a tangential branch of their overall strategy and isn't full it's not what they're fully steering into um it just appears that way because they haven't laid out the roadmap of the traditional single player stuff yet um but we know that it's still coming we know that practically every first party studio is working on a some form of single player title um outside of like haven and and uh fire walk sprite fire which one's doing concord whichever one's doing concord um and bungie although technically we don't know if bungie is doing a sort of site anyway most studios are doing a single player thing maybe in conjunction with the multiplayer thing but they're still doing a single player thing so i think it's it's just optics um the, the reality of the situation isn't as doom and gloom and yes, 60% of their budget going towards live service titles. I'm almost 100% certain that is mainly just because their budget is increasing. 
because they are seeing unbridled success and it's growing. So they are more willing to invest further money into the division, PlayStation, and therefore the, the, the numbers in terms of percentages get skewed a little bit. I don't think that they are taking anything away from the single player stuff to, to push for this live service. Um, I'm anticipating most of the games that are currently in development will still come out. I don't know that any more beyond this point are going to be greenlit, though. Unless someone comes with like a really insanely good idea, um, I think they'll they'll see how this pans out with this first wave of the live service stuff that they got going on, and it's probably going to crash and burn because most do. So beyond that, I think that they'll reorient back to what they are. They know they're good at. That's my bet. Um, I would say I would definitely agree with that for the most part. Um, I don't think that it's necessarily like, I think that they might be doing too much in terms of live service, but I do think that they still need to push into live service. Like, I think that like it still has to happen. Um, and I'm also wondering if it feels like it's too much because like, we've heard all of the, oh, we're working on 10,000 games, like, statements. And hearing them all stacked against each other, it's like, this sounds silly. But if they're all, like, different games, maybe, we don't know. It's it's hard to, it's hard to know. But, um, I do think that they, they need to keep doing their single-player titles. I think that these multiplayer, like, the live service stuff just has to be, like, we're outsourcing to other people or the studio's working on both kind of thing. Which is what we know they're doing. Right. Currently. It's just how yeah. well that's going to pan out. Yeah. And also, like, not not to I'm not trying to defend them because I don't like live service. But we only technically know about three that have been actually officially revealed, which mm -hmm. is Fair Games, Concord, and technically Factions. And I'm, I'm excluding Bungie because they are technically still a separate entity and it's multi-platform. So, like, we know they've said that Insomniac's doing a multiplayer game. We can assume that Sucker Punch is doing something multiplayer even if it's just another Legends tangential mode for Ghost 2. Mm -hmm. Gorilla's doing one. But none of them have been revealed yet, you know? Right. So, like, if one of them is further along, which obviously they will be in, in varying degrees of development, if one of them comes out and, like, flops hard, they'll probably pump the brakes on the rest, which is maybe why we haven't learned about some of these, even though they've been in development for years. Yeah. But that's just that. I mean, that's speculation. So I, I don't know. I could be. I really can't imagine working on a game for years for it to just not come out. That's a lot of. Or I know really it not, happens a lot, but it's just like it comes out and then no one plays it, and that's the life of so many indie devs because you don't hear about the ones that don't make it. Yeah. That's the case in a lot of. And that's hard for your resume too, because then you don't you if it doesn't come out, you don't have a published game. I'll call it in very performance-based fields. I'm including sports in that conversation, art. It's like if you don't have a piece or uh, consistent game 
um, game performance that is excellent. So people don't see you. Yeah. And also just, this is a side tangent. There is an issue with games, I think, when it comes to discoverability on storefronts. How will people find out your the game that you made exists if you don't have the pockets to put it on the front page? Like to literally uh, pay for it to be on the front page of a store. Yeah. You know, it's really, that's why. Well, that is a very difficult problem to solve. It is a very difficult problem to solve. I agree. Just yeah. due to the volume of games that come out. Every right. Day. And people like myself, I don't, I rarely play indies. I should, I should play more of them, but I just, I have, and how I choose to spend my time with video games. That was actually part of what hit, we were considering when we were doing my senior project we were trying to decide which marketplace we wanted to use to push the game. And that was like a huge thing that we were like kind of trying to determine is, is like, how do they push Indies? Like, what does the marketplace look like? We have to look at all that stuff and it all yeah. sucks. And I think like the harsh reality is most people don't care about indie games. Like they just, they yes. don't. Cause most people are either, they only play call of duty or FIFA or they are only there for the big tentpole titles, or, or a mix of both. The, the the indie crowd is incredibly niche. If it was any bigger than it is, you would see. I mean, I, not that saying that nobody does because Xbox do it and PlayStation do highlight, you know, triple I games. Um, but like they aren't on the front page for a reason because you know it's not like that that the playstation homepage store is put together slapdash they just chuck whatever it's mm -hmm. curated and they mm -hmm. show things that they know will get traffic um mm -hmm. it's sad like i i love indie games i want them to be supported but it's like how do you solve that and is is that spot that icon that splash page on the the home page of the store worth it when you could put a apex legends ad you know, the answer is often no. Do you think it's partially because there are so many indie games coming out that it's hard to market them? Yeah, I mean, yes, because there are more indie games coming out every day than there are AAA games yeah. by a considerable margin. And I think that that is why PlayStation... If we're talking PlayStation specifically, that's why they do choose often the higher production value or more unique um, idea yeah. for all the games that they promote and get onto PlayStation Plus day one or do marketing with or ex exclusivity with. Um, so, yeah, it's it's tough. Okay. Fair enough. I was just kind of wondering because like we you hear how much of a nightmare specifically the mobile market is. And mm -hmm. I know that that is a slightly different beast from like indie games, but it feels like a lot of indies do go to mobile. So, I was just thinking about that cuz there's a lot of mobile games that come out like an obscene amount. So. But I mean like the, the the mobile market in my head, not that I ever really play on mobile, it, it's kind of like a rolling snowball because within games you get ads for other games. 
which isn't the case on a console, right? You aren't playing a round of Call of Duty and then as the round oh, ends, I would be you so get mad. <laughs> an advert for Callisto oh, Protocol. So you know, it's like that doesn't happen. So I think discoverability in that sense on mobile is is much better. Um, even if it's but completely discoverability within the same company, right? Because they're usually advertising other games from the sure, same sure, company. sure, 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 sure. But even then, I think that there is even that insular within each individual company that does mobile games that is more discoverability than console has, yeah. unless you're actively yeah, looking for, for sure. it. So, for sure. Although I would be furious if console started doing that. So. Not Buckle up! I don't. I don't think it's that far off. To be you honest, you just manifested it, Sam. What have you done? Sorry. <laughs> what have you done? Awesome. Well, it's a good show. Thanks for showing up, Sam. It's all right. You know, I come through. I make make it happen. I'm winded still. I'm still winded. Um, Excuse me. My face is quite red. You're just like. <sighs> but uh, no, I, I've had fun. Let's go. Awesome. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Mm -hmm. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Save the Game Media, Discord. At the Discord link will be in the subscription. I didn't memorize the Discord in my link. Sorry, guys. Twitter at Save Game Media. Where can people, of course, if I didn't mention Patreon yet, I'm going to do it again. Patreon, Save the Game Media. Support us at Extra Life. Links are all in the show notes. Where can people find you, Brianna? Uh, you can find me at Fabulous Brianna. Um, that's F A B U L I S T B R E A N N A. Awesome. What about you, Sam? Anywhere and everywhere at Samhini H E A N E Y. Awesome. What about you, Taylor? You're in a Discord. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on the <laughs> Discord. The piss board, as some call it. I don't call it that. Discord, MySpace, and OnlyFans is where you can find Taylor. In that order. Mm -hmm. Well, until next time, thanks guys so much for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.